0: This episode of Avocado and Honey is brought to you by Zenit Journals. Zenit is a radical wellness company with the mission to make wellness accessible to everyone. With Zenit, you can buy pre-designed wellness journals or you can personalize your own. I got my personalized little affirmation books about a week ago. I can tell it was made with love and I'm just excited to use it. So if you want to get your pre-designed wellness journal or customize your own, head over to ZenitJournals.com. That's Z-E-N-I-T journals and let them know Avocado and Honey sent you. Let's start the show. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Smangie, and welcome to another episode of Avocado and Honey. If you haven't already, check out the previous episode. Um, I was talking about hurt people, hurting people, and um, trusting the, the process and journey. I believe that's what I was talking about in that episode. Um, either way, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, and just spread the word on avocado and honey. Today, I am really excited because I have the gentleman of Black Men in the house. How y'all doing? Yeah,
1: doing great. Doing <laughs>
0: great. I'm really excited to talk to y'all because I've been following you for a long time, and I'm just grateful for what you guys are doing. So, um, let's go ahead and introduce yourselves. So. Other
1: voices, yo. Yeah, so, my name's Ben, uh, co founder of Black Men Feel. Um, I don't know what else you need, I don't know what you that's need to good, know. That's um, good. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. What's up, y'all? I'm
2: Sam, co founder of Black Men Feel as well.
0: Word. And are you guys from uh, Yonkers? Yes, okay, yeah, okay, okay, uptown, right? That's yeah. uptown? the uh-huh. guy
1: since sixth, sixth
0: grade. grade. Oh, dang, yeah. I was like, y'all have to be from Yonkers for this to be based in Yonkers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I'm not from New York, so I don't know why. like... Oh, what are you from? Go. I'm from L.A. Oh, Conf stand-up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, another hood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is Black Men Feel, and what was the journey to uh, starting it? Um, so Black Men Feel,
1: in essence, is what we do is we create spaces for men of color to ultimately be vulnerable, uh, a space for men of color to speak about their experiences and also um, build a sense of community. I think one of the biggest things we've learned along this journey has been that um, and we, what we've seen through every session is that there's always a sense of community after each one yeah. and it's learning and it's understanding that we're all not alone on these, right. on these journeys. Um, I think with a lot of times us as black men, we where we don't show that emotion or that vulnerability and think where it's us against the world right. and It's like there's so many other people walking these parallel paths with us. that have so many of the same experiences mm. so in, in, a, in essence That's what it is and um, also just Giving the tools an opportunity for people everyone that, that in our community to learn about um, Mental wellness as a whole and just right. normalizing that conversation across the board Cool. Yeah, and
2: I like to personally just, I like to describe Black Men Feel as a, a bridge for Black men and men of color between them being just themselves and reaching that goal of seeking therapy and seeking help and, and understanding yourself and that you do have feelings, you do go through things, and you need an avenue to unpack those things. So mm-hmm. that's what I like to, you know, whenever somebody, hey, what's Black Men Feel about, this is what it is. You know? Right. Yeah.
0: So, when it comes to, like, feelings and stuff, I feel like, where do you guys feel the disconnect is when it comes to, like, black men and knowing, like, to understanding feelings and how they feel and emotions and all that fun stuff?
2: I feel like we have, um, like, growing up, you're taught a few basic feelings, you know, happiness, mm-hmm. sadness, anger, things like that. Right. And you're not really taught how to deal with them besides sometimes you get to pray about it or just deal with a, a walk it off the walk it off mentality um, and i just like to i just like to 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 get to a point where we're actually able to acknowledge those different feelings that we have and mm-hmm. that there's different ways to healthily process those feelings
1: and thoughts yeah and i think <clears throat> even to to add on to that is the overall, like to your point, the overall understanding. And I think I, I definitely want to nip in the butt that connotation that we only are speaking about negative trauma or emotions or anxiety. It's like, right? Um, it's crazy. I, I've I had this conversation with my friend Tracy a few weeks ago, and I've been thinking on it. And it's like even as people, a lot of us don't even understand how to to understand positive emotions. So many times somebody might act, like if I'm doing really well, somebody might be like, yo, what's good? How's everything going? I'm good, man. I'm cool. You don't elaborate on it. And that's it. (laughs) And then I think it's like, Moments like that, when you start to get into those negative feelings, a lot of us deal with depressive emotions, things like that, and it's hard to tap into the positive, or you might start to feel like the negative outweighs the positive, because right. you can easily identify, like, I'm stressed out, I'm um, anxious, I'm whatever, 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 mm-hmm. but when you're happy, it's like, I'm just happy, like, you don't know why, you can't, right. you can't, you can't tap back into that moment and kind of feel why you, why you felt that way, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but I think in the original question was like the disconnect between us and emotions correct right. uh, I think it yeah Sam kind of hit it on the head about um, just that disconnect and just many of us were raised yeah many of us were just raised that way mm. um, and it's it's interesting I think a lot of the stereotype and burden and all of that falls heavily on black men but I personally think it's black it's black people right. in general it's, it's generations of trauma that we're still trying to unfold and I know the focus is on black men, but I think about the black women in my lives, like even, you know, my mother. Like You know, like these are people that you saw had to be superwoman for you and be right. Supermom and everything for you. And it's like, they were like, how do you deal, how are you a parent and depressed? Like, right. as an adult, <laughs> you're like, I know you're going through depression and you still right. have to be like everything for another person. So um, I think it's, it's a wider spread issue than we just than we think it is.
0: Right, and then it's like, when you come to, like, I guess that journey of understanding your emotions and stuff, I feel like you kind of see everyone as a human after that. Oh, like,
2: <laughs> it makes people seem so much more relatable right. than what you are used to. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, like you said, you're not from New York, but growing up in New York, we. We become desensitized to a lot. Especially yeah. because it's so crowded and you, you, you just move And a with, lot happens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you're just moving with tunnel vision. And you you tend to see people as obstacles in terms of, I got to get to where I need to be. And anybody else that's stopping that is just in the way. Right. And now that I've been, you know, coming to terms with myself and processing my own emotions, my own feelings and things like that, I'm able to understand, like, hey... I know how I come off when I'm having a bad day and I'm able to now combat that and, and deal with it, mm-hmm. deal with it internally in a uh, more positive way. I don't know what anybody else is dealing with on on their end. Right. And sometimes that bump on the subway isn't them trying to be disrespectful. It's just some people just having a bad day and they, right. they only know how to process that emotion with phys- like a physical altercation to get right. that out. And... A lot of us welcome it and some people that have the tools to to work better at it Mm -hmm. are able to do that and you know that's why I'm just glad that I'm I'm able to to actually be here and I'm working on it. Shout out to the journey right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when it comes to like you said uh, Ben you mentioned that um it's just like a lot of things that we were taught as a child so when it comes to like being an adult and now taking responsibility and accountability for our lives, because we can't blame anyone else at that point, like when we're you know full fledged adults. So like, what's the process like of unlearning those things that we wouldn't want to have? Um, I mean, part f- of us, I guess?
1: personally for me, I think it all started with self awareness, and mm-hmm. I will say a big testament to that for me has been therapy. I'm um, going on two years now that I've been going um, consistently, and man, you <laughs> know, like, I, I went into therapy thinking I was going to work on certain things and realized a lot of my sessions were understanding and unpacking, um, a lot of things I dealt with with my parents. Mm. A big thing for me that I, I feel is the more you can understand your parents and where you came from, the more you start to understand yourself. Right. And, um, and yeah, man, I, I'm still on the journey. I don't think it, I think it, there's this, this ideology that like we start and then we get healed. It's like, it's the journey never ends. (laughs) There's always learning. There's always change. There's always something like, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you get along the way, you start to, to, to manifest more tools to to deal with the battle, you know? And, um, I think that's the part of the process I'm in now has been just a deeper understanding of self Mm -hmm. and. That's helped me better understand how to manage my emotions, what triggers me, um, understanding my negative habits. When I like, like we all have habits that we know are negative that we retreat to when we're dealing with right. trauma or dealing with stress. Um, so I think it's just made me ultimately way more aware of myself and the space I occupy in this world. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you?
2: I think just being, like you said, being aware is one of the biggest. Being aware and acknowledging is one of the biggest tools and steps that you can take right. towards, like getting through the shit that can I curse? Yeah, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, should, I always you, ask. Yeah. I forgot to ask that earlier. That's <laughs> yeah. usually yeah. my first check yeah. every yeah. so, like, yeah, show. <laughs> so basically, just getting through the shit that you're going through. Um, I know for me, you know, similar to to Ben, I had a conversation with my grandmother one time, and I, just randomly, I was just asking her about her upbringing and. Right. You know how she got from Ohio to New York, and she was telling me about a lot of stuff that happened to her, and you know her film the way her certain family members treated her, and she was in New York. She was in New Jersey at sixteen on her own. Right. And ended up being in New York from Ohio mm-hmm. at seventeen on her own, and like having to fend for herself. So that allowed me to understand why she was the way she was to us growing up Mm -hmm. and why she was the way she was towards my mom and and, and my aunts and uncles like so again it's like understanding the people that came before you that raised you and molded you allows you to understand yourself right you know i look at a lot of stuff that i've gone through growing up and i'm seeing the cause and effect Mm. You're like you, you once you're able to take a step back and actually, like look at everything, you can see the cause and effect of. All right, this happened, so now this is why you're, this way. Right. Like growing up, it was five of us in the house, my mom, and then we always had a cousin staying with us. Right. Sometimes two, like and three bedrooms. So mm. it's like you do the math. It's like multiple people in the same room. So. Like, I've seen, like, this This is just an example. Like, growing up, I have a whole bunch of people in my space, and now I enjoy my alone time. Like, I thoroughly enjoy my alone time. <laughs> and looking at my brothers and sisters, we're all the same in that aspect in where we enjoy our alone time, and when we when it's disturbed, that's when you're going to get on that bad side. Right, I feel like I'm the same way, and now <laughs> I feel like maybe just put the puzzle together something. <laughs> you know, so it's like... Just understanding that, like being able to really look and, and understand that nothing in your life happens for no reason. Right, you're not the way you are just because. All right, this is just me. Nah, this, Yo. this is probably father, you know, <laughs> it's probably your father. Like you know, like you know? it. <laughs> it's probably your grandfather.
1: it's I said that earlier in our session. In our session earlier, um, it's like your whole life is literally putting these puzzle pieces together and right. making sense of everything. Like everything, you just said it perfectly, like every every single thing, you, every uh, emotion or feeling or, or, you know, tactic that you have, it's like, it all chases back to something. Right. You
0: know? And I think that, you know, just to say again, that that's super important. that's one thing I've kind of just been like exploring too, is just figuring out who my mom, grandma, what kind of life they lived, and things like that. But like, I just want to mention like a story because I was like in Miami and I was just like hanging out with like a guy, and then like he just got all deep. <laughs> like people tend to do that. Like I just got that energy. <laughs> people like confide in me even though they just met me two seconds ago. Um, but he was just saying something in terms of like learning about his mother and stuff like that. And like you know, I was like, yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. And then he said something of the nature like, you know, life is kind of like you're just born and then your mom is just someone who gives you all these rules to do, and now you're an adult. So there's like no like. Actual connection with your mother, mm-hmm. so I just thought that was just um, interesting to say, just because I'm pretty sure there's many, many black men specifically who feel that way
2: in yeah, terms of like, um, I, I, f- I understand where he's coming from with that, right. and it's because you know I had a conversation with my mom, and she was just telling me how scared she was raising two black men, like two black mm. boys. She was like, she was so scared to just. Let us out into the world where, right. like, because she, because the just there was an instance where I had football practice and I was coming back from football practice and a cop followed me into my building and watched me go upstairs to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I told her that on, like, oh, nah. I thought it was just like, yeah, no, nah, the cop just followed me or whatever. It was in a semi bad area, so I just,
0: you thought it was like safety? No, I,
2: I just. Just brush it off. I didn't think it was anything. It's like, like the normal, yeah, there. right. Like cops and was, yeah. like having this conversation with her, she was telling me how scared she was because of that. Mm. And you think about that. You think about how how your parents, like how you would look, how you feel raising kids in the world. You want to give them those rules and regulations to, to kind of protect them from Keep certain them alive. things. Yeah. So I understand that 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 thought process, but mm. again, it's, it's about having those conversations with your parents, right. because now you understand it, like, I
1: as an adult yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think on my, like, I feel like I had the flip side of that, where like, and it's crazy, I had the conversation with my because I, I was, like, I never I never thought it was weird until like, Sam and a couple of my friends were saying it when I was like, damn, like, because I, like, in our whole neighborhood, I was the one, I was raised with my pops mm. so, like, my pops was one of a few fathers in the neighborhood right. so I had like a totally different experience from most people that I just raised with their with their mom um, and I just felt like my pops was just I feel like he wasn't focused on the now like his whole focus and like Sam could touched to it my pops would come home whether he's sober drunk whatever his whole focus was like preparing us for the future right. <laughs> Like it was always about get this money get this paper don't like forget these hated like that's all he that was always his lessons was like just focused on the future focused on school education things like that um, and then like my stepmom in that instance was like I I see the difference between my brother and me my brother yeah. was raised with my grandma and my and my mom and I was raised with my pops and my stepmom and my mom was very the, the more traditional black parent of like do as you're told do the right. like, don't, like that's it very more so cold in that sense whereas my stepmom was like she always spoke to me as like I was a little adult my whole life so it was like if i was told to do something there was always that conversation of this is why Mm -hmm. and i think that's um i feel like it's helped me in life at this point where it's like i get i think i get frustrated when people are too vague with me Mm -hmm. like tell me like why why i need to know why (laughs) for every single thing you know
0: okay so when it comes to therapy like what are some misconceptions or misconceptions that you feel like people have um about therapy especially since or have you are you in therapy as well i'm in the
2: same boat as you okay um
0: but earlier i mentioned that like you know i'll be talking about therapy and stuff on here but your girl is not there yet like i'm it's not that i'm like against therapy i just like decided to see how this spiritual route is going to go in terms of healing and stuff so i'm experimenting i'm still growing and learning and stuff but it's just more of a like spiritual route so i'm like let me see how this goes, and then if I feel like I still need some assistance, then maybe... Is there, like, okay. a fear
1: of talking to people about you? Like, being no, that vulnerable with people? No, I'm super, I'm open book, oh.
0: like, on air right now. i I tell you my whole childhood in a second. Like, yeah. you know, I have no problem. Like, I'm I'm okay with, like, you know... Well, But then it's just, like, this is me now with all these, like, experiences that I have and the spiritual yeah. stuff that I've been doing. So it's, like, I'm at one with everything. Mm. But it's definitely not that... Um Honestly, the Sandra Bland situation definitely like influenced it a lot just because, um, one, she's an Aquarius, her birthday's around the same time as me, and I felt like, you know, she was me. Like I seen myself in her. So for like when she, you know, was murdered and then like they were trying to prove it was a suicide, one of the things that they used was the reports from therapy. Mm. So once I learned that, I was like, they all the feds. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like not saying I'm about to do anything radical or anything, but it was just like I I just prefer to like do it um, probably something similar to what our ancestors and stuff did. Cause I'm pretty sure they didn't go into a therapy office. It was all spiritual type thing and community. Like, you know, every time I'm around black people, like I yeah. went to Miami on a regular trip and I'm there talking life and spiritual and just, you know, trauma and shit like that yeah. and feelings. So it's just like everywhere I go, it's like a community of black people. So that's, yeah. it's not the case that like talking to people. I got you <laughs> for, <laughs> to me, <say> all that.
2: <laughs> for me, for um, me, you know, I personally use Black Men Phil as like this is the reason why I say Black Men Phil is a bridge for Black men to therapy because I'm using it as that. Right. Um, each session, I'm getting more comfortable with opening up, and I'm using it as like a self help thing. Mm. And I, my goal, honestly, my goal was to do start therapy in December, and we're in February, going yeah. to March, <laughs> and you know that hasn't happened, but um, is
0: it like um, what Ben said, like the fear of like kind of
2: I'm scared about um, some of the things I may uncover, right? You know, because I I feel like we, you know, we definitely do you know pack a lot of stuff in the back of our mind and just maybe that's it too, (laughs) you know. So, that's definitely something I'm open about being scared of, right? um, Those things I find out about myself, but. I'm getting there.
0: And that was, like, the thing. Not to bad talk shit about therapy. Like, or I don't even know if it's considered talking shit. But it's just, like, I just didn't... I don't feel like I'm in a space to, like, continue to go to these, like, meetings with someone to talk about all this really, really, really sad stuff. Like, you know. And then just keep reliving it over and over, again. It's guess.
1: interesting, yo. It, you told me about misconceptions. And I feel like that's, like... That's wonderful no one <laughs> of them, though. No, like, because for me... Um, I, I mean, I think there's a bunch of different misconceptions. I think one is, like... And one that I felt victim to was, like, I felt like something has to be wrong for you to start therapy. Right. And it's like, no. Like, I, I'll i admit, I started therapy when I was at, like, my lowest point. Like, I really got to a point where I was like, yo, there's nothing. Like, like I can't go any lower, and I am t- and I was sick and tired of feeling right. so bad. Like, I literally got to a point where I fucking felt like the world was, like, closing in on me. Like, sunny-ass day, and that shit was great to me. Like, I was, like, the worst, worst point of my life. And I just was like... I ain't got nothing else to lose. Let, right. it, let me try it. Um, and I, re- I always remember going into that first session and being like, "Yo, I, like walk." I remember the walk to the thera- to the to the therapist, and I'm like, "I don't know how this is gonna be. I don't, I don't really think I'm gonna be able to talk or anything like that." And then like the whole hour passed, and I'm like, "Yo, nah, nah, nah. We de- like, <laughs> like, 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 I got more to say. Like, what you talk about like, and um." And I, from that point on, I just kept going and going. And what was interesting was I I, I first went into it thinking I needed to speak to a, a black man, to, right. to somebody that I could um, relate to. And it just didn't hit the same, man. Like, my, my best, I made the most headway working with a black woman therapist. Yo, right. I love her there to death. Like, <laughs> she was, like, the best, <laughs> like, best, period, like, and... Um, I think one of the other misconceptions is you think this person is there to... Like, this person is there to give you all these, like, tips and all this stuff to help you, like, to, like, heal you, mm-hmm. where you're doing the work. Literally, <laughs> like, they, they give you the like, tools, right? Yeah, they're giving you the tools. Like, mo- like, most of my therapy sessions was me going in there talking, talking, talking. And one of the biggest things I even learned from therapy was, like, I would get frustrated with her sometimes in the beginning, and then I understood it more... When she just kept asking me, "But why? But right. why?" Like, at like making me dig deeper and deeper. And every time I thought I got to that point and I had that aha moment, she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." But why? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's and it it reinforced that practice into myself where like I become more aware because I'm always trying to figure out the root of whatever emotion I'm feeling, whatever situation I'm going to, or like, um, you know, even growing up, I feel like I was it was always the joke where like. My frat brothers was always be like, yo, I was like the pessimistic one. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm a realist. Like, <laughs> um, and it's made me be more like, I mean, I'm still like a realist to that extent, but I also urge myself to see more of the and things or right. to, under, to better understand why certain things are happening.
0: It's all about perspective. Yeah,
1: 100%. And, um, but yeah, man, therapy is like, therapy is dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still look on everything, but, um,
0: so what was the journey like to uh, for you finding like the right therapist? Because they say I don't know who they is, but they yeah. do say that if you find the wrong therapist, they like you can end up leaving worse than you were. Assuming you go yeah. when you are at your lowest and stuff.
1: Um, I think it was, for me it was, and granted, I knew absolutely nothing when I first started like mm-hmm. um, pursuing therapy. For me it was like finding out who I vibed with the most and better and also understanding what type of therapist you're going to. What are right. you looking to deal with? Like there's relationship relation like um relational therapy, there's psycho psychoanalyst therapy. Like there's so many different kinds, um or pe- or I shouldn't say different kinds, but therapists that specialize in different sorts of, of therapy. And like I started out with like a psycho um psychoanalyst and it was really just, cause like my main goal, my main thing when I started going to therapy was to, I felt like I lost myself, Mm -hmm. like I just, like, I got like, I'll fast forward through it all, but like the main, the main thing that sparked me wanting to go to therapy was like, I hit a point where I was literally like, like I had left my job and I was excited at the beginning, like yo, like I got this time to really like focus on me and you know, do my own thing and, and work on my own shit and i remember i woke up the next morning after after quitting and i sat down in the the living room and i'm like it hit me like yo i don't even know what i like to do like i don't know that like i felt like i'm in i'm living in this body of this person that i have no idea who i am like Mm. and it's but like it bugged me out that whole uh, like uh relationship between mind and spirit and body and all that i'm just like yo like who are these? Like, who are all of these <laughs> beings? <laughs> like, um, and, it, and it threw me down a crazy rabbit hole, of, and from that point, start therapy, all that kind of stuff, and um, and work through it, and like really start to just figure out myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's. Sorry, I felt like I kind of what, I what was the original? It was, I, I, that I, was, was yeah. It was on the journey there,
0: um, but like for you, Sam, since you haven't like went to therapy yet, and you said you're using the Black Men Feel. Uh, Meetups, kind of in place of it, in a sense. So, like, what would you share your experience, like the first uh, Black Men Phil meeting, and like what were your like expectations and the reality of it?
2: Um, well, I guess we could just to go back a little bit, just about how Black Men Phil even started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with some of my friends, and my friend was there, his father was there, and we were talking about women. And <laughs> my friend starts telling us a story about how um, his older cousin actually took advantage of him when he was younger. Mm. Like 11 years old, making him you know go down on her and have sex with her, things like that. And then his father says that the same thing happened to him. Mm. And everybody's drinking. And I'm like, yo, but you don't know what type of baggage that creates for us going forward, like, yeah. the type of stuff we, like, the impact it has on us.
0: Was, like, the conversation was, like, it was cool type thing?
2: At first it was, but mm-hmm. then after I said that, I noticed that the mood changed, and it became real heavy, so I'm like, all right, let me just, let me switch it, switch the conversation, and we going out that night, so mm-hmm. just a fun topic, switch right. it up. So fast forward, it's, like, three in the morning, and my friend's still drinking, we had a little after party, mm-hmm. and he comes up to me and he's like, yo, I've been thinking about that conversation we had all night. And he just starts spilling everything about, you know, how that affects his relationship with women, Mm -hmm. his relationship with his daughter, um, just how his trust issues, things like that. He just spills all of that. And Ben had already started therapy. He's the first one out of our friend group that had started therapy. So I'm like, yo, you ever looking at therapy? Like, mm-hmm. Ben be going to therapy. I know he he has positive reviews for it. And he's like, nah, I never never thought about it. So I'm like, yo, hit Ben up. He's drunk, I'm like, right, he's not gonna hit <laughs> he's, he's not gonna hit Ben up when he gets sober. So I called Ben, I'm like, yo, hit, hit him up mm-hmm. and have a conversation with him and go from there. So then um, him and Ben talk, and then me and Ben have a conversation. Like, yo, he's not gonna go to therapy. None of our friends are really gonna seek that, so we should. We need to create a space. Mm-hmm. We need to create something. And that was Halloween weekend of 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. November was our first Black Menfield session. We got the room booked.
0: Within a month?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we just like, just YOLO. Yeah. Like, we needed to do it. Because it was like, it's crazy how things align because, like, that same weekend, It was like, that, and he he called me, and it was crazy, because I'm thinking of calling him. The the topic's already on my mind, because during that time, I was going through, like, anybody that goes to therapy can attest to, like, you have these moments of, like, intense breakthroughs. Like, I had, like, three weeks straight where, like, you know, therapy has times where you leave feeling so much better, Mm -hmm. but I think the more impactful sessions for me were the ones that left me feeling, like, crazy like I would leave there feeling like like there's times I've left therapy crying but it was like because I still have so much I I had stuff to unpack and stuff to understand Mm -hmm. and leading up to that to that session like I had crazy breakthroughs that like I said kind of learning more about my parents and things like that and I was tying I was tying stuff back to my my mannerisms now like you know I dealt with this whole like perfectionist thing that Um, always like was a a cause of trauma for me that originated from things with my pops like and um, had a lot of uh, back and forth between me and and my fiance because like I have a really uh, forgiving mannerism and I'm like yo like I, I never thought much about it until sitting in therapy and realizing like yo you have that because it's like I was conditioned to see the right. best in people. Like, I dealt with the mother with drug addiction, like, and I've seen what she's, how she is now, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, how can I not, <laughs> like, always want to see the best in people? So it was like these different breakthroughs, boom, 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 like, back to back to back, leading up to this. And then when he called me, I'm like, nah, man, this is like, this the universe, mm-hmm. like. And for me, the biggest, bottom line, best thing about therapy is literally, especially as a black man, sitting down in a room. And somebody saying, how are you doing? And really sitting there waiting to receive everything you have to say. Right. I'd never had that before. That
0: definitely sounds like a pleasant Um, experience. (laughs) So
1: I was just like, yo, we got to bring this to the hood, yo. Right, (laughs) I'm really
0: happy that, like, you shared the story with uh, the beginning. um, Mm -hmm. The story that inspired, I guess, Black Men Feel. Because I feel like that's kind of like... um, I can't even think of the right word to describe it, but or like a misconception in terms of um, abuse, like when it comes to yeah. men. Like, cause there's, I, I, like I said, people confide in me, so there's so many men that I know who shared that similar experience as your friend, and uh, most men still think that it's like you know, like a Kudos. honor bag. Yeah, or yeah that's like,
1: the
2: thing, and that's what I was getting at when I when I said it. it was like, yo, we look at it as everybody was like laughing it off when they, when they both said it. Mm. And I'm like, yo, like,
0: that's not cool at nah. <laughs> oh, so, like, all. Um, so, and then even in terms of the law too, like women are like rarely reprimanded for like things like that. Like it's it's very weird.
2: So, <laughs> just to you know, I said all of that. So the first session happened in November, and going into it, I really didn't have any any expectations. I just knew that I wanted to get some of um, my fellow black men to get together and talk mm-hmm. and so many we had people. a lot of people that supported it that i didn't even think would you know like, been waiting for something like this seriously and <laughs> it was like that that one and the one we had in brooklyn had the biggest age gap between mm-hmm. like the youngest person there and the oldest person there and everybody was just there and ready to share and ready to give somebody an ear because a lot of times that's what that's what we need is an ear mm-hmm. you know just to get your thoughts off and that one for me was like it helped me out so much because it made me realize something about you know how I was towards my grandmother so both my grandmothers are, are dealing with you know Alzheimer's and it's just it's tough mm-hmm. to to see that and I found myself Avoiding going around my grandmother because I didn't want to see that happen. Right. I didn't want to see that, and that was my first time even articulating those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that was real, bro. Yeah, I like, cried that show, yeah, that shit like was real. Me getting that out I was like, yo, yo. damn, like <laughs> yo. <laughs> this is real. This is real. Like that man. made me a believer in my own movement, mm-hmm. you know, and that was real. it made me, it made me understand that. It is a, a void that needs to be filled, and we're feeling it. And right. Because of that, I'm pushing forward every every session. I, I take don't something from every session.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. So, like, on terms of, like, therapy, like, what's... Because I remember talking to my brother, like, you yeah. know, I feel like, <laughs> for men in particular, like, I feel like therapy is a good route because, like, I don't know when it comes... To, I don't know. So, I was suggesting therapy even though, like, I'm not doing it myself. I was suggesting mm-hmm. it for my brother, And he was just like, "Oh, you think you know everything?" He was like having an argument, and he was like, "For your information, I'm actually seeing a counselor." And then I was—that was like my first time ever hearing like someone going to see a counselor for assistance for something like that. So, if you can like share the difference between like a counselor, a therapist, and a psychologist.
1: Got you. Before I get into that, I I I just want because like wanted to make a point on what you said. I know you said like I was interested to see you said it's like. More specifically for men, you think therapy is like the better route? I'm interested, yeah. it's more on that. <laughs> goal, you know? me.
0: um, I mean, it's definitely um, based off my experience with my brother, for sure. Yeah. He's also a Capricorn. Um, not the Capricorn. <laughs> 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 Nothing more Capricorn. Nothing, but y'all yeah. just like, you know, it's, it's like. I don't know. I just feel like he needed to hear from someone, like, official or something for Mm -hmm. him to kind of take it more seriously. Like, I'm... And, like, it it sounds crazy how I'm going to say it, but I don't take it that way. But, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just his sister. Like, you know, it's just like... And I'm younger on top of that. So, it's just like, you you. know, you young girl. So, I was just like, if you hear it from someone else, maybe you'll take it a little bit more seriously. I got you. So, I just assume that most men are like that and maybe it'll be... I don't (laughs) don't think
1: it's a man thing. I just feel like it's more so, like... It's crazy. Maybe uh, just because
0: I'm not in therapy, so that's why.
1: No, nah, I I think it's it, what was interesting to me, and this is like something I recently heard. Like I was listening to uh, Big Sean and Joe Budden interview. Mm. And Big Sean said it best, and I was like, "Damn, that's mad true." It's like when you're going to a therapist, it's like that person is there in your life for that. Like that's right. that's where you you can unload your baggage, all that type of stuff. Like there's still nothing wrong with speaking to your friends and family and people like that around you but you're then you're leaving your baggage there. Right. Like okay. those conversations that they, not saying it's a major shift but it is a shift in your relationship with mm-hmm. these people because now they, they know a bit more about you. They know this that in the third and like, and also they have more skin in the game where they're going to really try to get, like people mean well but like a lot of people are just going to try to give you the best advice they think you can, right, they can give and right. it's like, my therapist nine times out of ten isn't giving me advice. He's mm-hmm. more so like, like, he'll give me advice here and there on how to better analyze the situation or approach situations, but mm. not like, you know, you could tell you one of your people, you're dealing with X, Y, and Z, I'm like, yo, my nigga, you gotta go, you gotta do this, 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 and it's like, ah, you mean well, I, I appreciate that, but like, <laughs> I gotta handle this my way. Buddy. Right. You know? um, I mean, and
0: another reason, too, though, real quick, is he wasn't willing to open up with me about anything, yeah. so my whole idea was like, maybe he'll yeah, talk go to somebody else. Yeah, 100%. But like a guy um, or something.
1: So relatable. Yeah, I hear you. But to to your question, though, the difference. Um, yes. So, it's like right. counselors and therapists, they do a lot of the same things. Um, it's just that uh, the difference between counselor and therapist. Like therapists, actually, went they have more schooling. Right. Um, so, that, so they are a bit more advanced in that in that instance. I think the big difference really occurs between counselors, therapists, and then psychologists. Mm. Because thing with psychologists, so that those are the only. I mean, um, psychiatrists. Sorry. Psychiatrists are oh, the only, are the only huh? Oh, sorry, psychiatrists are the only ones that can actually prescribe medicine to you. Okay. Like they actually they went and got their doctorates and all that, and they're the only ones that can actually tell you like you're clinically depressed, you have mm. PTSD, all those type of things. So is it usually um,
0: like a referral from like the therapist or a counselor?
1: Um, you could get one from them, or you can go like direct to, oh, okay. to, um, to you can go direct to them because um, I like I, I had that conversation with my therapist because I've been like we had a session a few weeks ago and it's still been sticking with me like a dude was explaining his ADHD, his, uh, ADHD to me and I'm like damn bro like you're describing my life like and I never like got checked I, I never thought it was something to check for um, and I had a conversation with my therapist and he 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 did say he can't refer me to a psychiatrist but um, I just got it. I gotta go through all the insurance stuff and figure out what they cover because that's like a series of tests. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting tested for all of the mental illnesses, um, and I'm just like, I gotta see who pay. Like, I gotta see what them co-pays looking like. Right. <laughs> and speaking
0: of pay, though, like, um, is there like any tips or anything for someone who's actually interested in like you know seeking therapy but can't afford it or feel like they can't afford it?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. We um well, first off. Shameless plug, if you follow us on Instagram or, or um, at Black Men Feel on Instagram, we actually, if you look in the link in our bio, we created a one, uh, uh, a Word document mm. that's literally like uh, how to, the how to approach, how to pursue therapy. Okay. Like literally everything in that document from the, the types of questions to ask, the different ways to pursue therapy, um, literally, like literally everything. Um, but I say first and foremost is check with your insurance provider mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people believe I don't have money for therapy and it's like, depending on your insurance, it might be no copay or the copay could be, you know, $10, $20 or, you know, whatever you can manage. Mm-hmm. Another tip is to always ask about sliding scale. Um, and what sliding scale is, is based on your income, they can adjust the, basically adjust the price of the session based on your income. Um, other, other ways you can pursue therapy is also looking into... And we have the, the link in our doc. Um, I think a lot of people are more familiar with, like, law clinics at universities where, like, you can go get free legal advice. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing with, student, with students that are, um, you know, doctor, that are that are uh, pursuing a doctorate or pursuing their degrees in therapy. Oh, you can okay. go get... And you can actually go attend free clinics there um, to, I think the, the list we have on our on our one sheet is like across the nation. like Okay. What you could you could look for, and there's also um, certain uh, just looking up organizations that assist with that. Like I know YMCA is a big resource where they do actually offer free services in certain in certain cities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just inquiring. That's the thing. So many people just don't know, <laughs> like right. don't know the proper questions or proper places to even ask. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, like, outside of black men Phil, what are, like, some other alternatives to therapy that, like, you would suggest or that you feel is an alternative? Um,
1: I mean, I think there's, and what we learned was, like, there's such, there's, like, a plethora of options. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've already spoken about one, the spiritual root. Um, meditation in general has been is huge, right. um, and I think also understanding not everybody will be receptive to talk therapy, mm. and there are different kinds of therapy. There's music therapy, there's art therapy, oh there's, yeah. um, sound bathing, like there's the list goes on. Mm. <laughs> there's so many different alternatives, dance therapy, like a, there's there's a plethora of options. Mm. It's just understanding what you're interested in and seeing what. What's available in
0: your area? Right. Yeah. Well, um, when it comes to healing and stuff, I feel like reading is fundamental. Well, it's fundamental in general, but like especially with healing, I think like there's just always a lot to learn. Um, so, are there, are there any books that you would suggest for anyone that's like interested in understanding emotions and being a human? <laughs>
1: um, I mean. I feel like, I know two books that I think I definitely recommend to young adults, like anybody in their 20s. Mm. Um, my brother actually purchased it for me. It was called I'm um, Invisible Man, Got the Whole World Watching. Oh, that was by, on Obama's list. Yo, by Michael Denzel Smith. Yo, like, I love I that book. That. Like, it, it's, I think for me it was because it was he was writing from his point of view, mm. speaking about his journey of, like, dealing and learning what, like dealing with panic attacks and not knowing what it was right. and I I resonated with the book more so because like I told him like I had mad panic attacks <laughs> that I did and I didn't know what was going on with me mm-hmm. and never even knew there was a word for it like we had one of my we had a roommate in college I remember he told us he was having a panic attack in, in the in the room and I was like man man, the fuck up Mm -hmm. what are you talking about (laughs) like (laughs) and it's and it's just like crazy but that's one book and um another book I think is super dope was um uh The Defining Decade Mm -hmm. uh I forgot the name of the author but like that definitely um was another book I read that helped me out in my in my 20s specifically and I think for someone a bit older um looking at uh the new, the the new black man. Mm. Um, I gotta get wow. that author as well. Um, sorry, I'm really big on titles and not big <laughs> on the authors' names. Mm. But that was another book as well. Um, I've been reading it off and on. I'm kind of mm. in between that and um, like fiction. I'm reading on The Water Dancer by right? mm. ta Coates. Great book. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, those are like three book recommendations on my end Do
0: you want to suggest any?
1: He had yeah, them all. He got them all. <laughs> okay, so when it
0: comes to, like, you know, again, understanding emotions and stuff, like, I know I've been there, like, I can relate to everything y'all y'all saying and what y'all been through. So, like, when it comes to, like, that realization of, like, oh, shit, I have all these other emotions, like, what is some advice that you would give to someone um, who's in that space? Or maybe even your old self. Like, what was something you would go back and tell your old self who was in that first little moment? My,
2: my first thing would be to say that it's okay. It's, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of times especially in, in a, a period of uncertainty we feel like it's wrong or mm-hmm. it's unacceptable to feel a certain way and you know just for instance if you're feeling like you're failing you know it's like it's okay to feel that way now it's like once you accept that you feel that way and acknowledge it mm-hmm. then you can work on why Right. then you can work on Reversing that feeling, or not even, re- or embracing that feeling and using it as motivation to get to that point where you feel like, all right, now I'm a, su- a success. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really, just it's okay, and you're not alone. Those are the two biggest things for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he hit the nail on the head with that. I think also it's just the um, the acceptance of it mm-hmm. that it's gonna happen, and like to his back to his point that it's normal. Um, like I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends where, um, I think a big shift that happened in my life was understanding that happiness is part of life and not a journey. Like it, like, it's not a goal. Like there's no in place. Like, I'm not going to just be happy for the rest of my life. Like, um, I always like to use the analogy that, you know, like... People say like there's this roller coaster of life. And you think about roller coasters, there's highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole point of a roller coaster. what well, what made you get on that ride? It looked like a really interesting ride. You know, like and it's just that understanding, like it's all these feelings are gonna pass, like you're you're this vessel, like these feelings are gonna pass through you mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like good, bad, positive, and different. Right. And accept it.
0: Or I feel like that's really um, something to touch on in like terms of acceptance. Just because like when you guys were sharing your story, the first thing or one thing that I thought about was just like forgiveness, like forgiveness of self. Like you Mm -hmm. know, I feel like that's really big in terms of like black men, just because society and families, like you know, we do put a lot on y'all in terms of like what's expected you know out of your life so it's just like you know with you guys being fed those expectations and then you become a man and then if you don't live up to those expectations because they're not yours to live up to like you know I feel like there's like a sense of beating yourself up and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so I feel like like forgiveness I you guys can definitely say what you want on forgiveness but I just wanted to say like forgiveness of yourself for whatever you feel like you lack or whatever it is like I feel like that's kind of, like, the turning point. At least it was for me. Like, you know, it was just, like, oh, you're not where you are, but where you think you should be, but it's, like, it's okay. Like, oh, you reacted this way. Like, even Mm -hmm. with understanding, if you reacted a way that's, like, less desirable than you would want to do, then it's just, like, forgiving yourself for it, taking accountability
1: That's super, super interesting. Like, uh, somebody, um, I remember, I forgot exactly who said it, but I remember seeing, uh, this quote, and they were, and a person said, like, uh, you, like, you. Why do you like? Why would you talk to yourself worse than you would talk to something like that? Then you would allow somebody else to speak right. to yourself. Yeah. And that, that shit is like, damn man, I do mm. be really hard on my damn self. <laughs> like, why well, treat myself like that? Right. But meanwhile, somebody um,
0: say something to your friend, you the first yeah, one up. one hundred
1: percent. And it, and it, other thing to your point is, um, what's been interesting, I think, in a lot of our session, um, a common trend that we see in each session is that at some point we get to this, we always get to this conversation or most times get to this conversation of we as men, like we as men of color, we have to redefine what that is to be a man. Like we, like what, like, I just want somebody to tell me, what is a man? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what is it? That comes (laughs) up every
2: time and it's always, it's always a different, Definition. I
0: feel like it is kind of subjective though. It
2: is, and that's something that I came to realize a man, your definition of a man is like a glove; it fits each person individually. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my values and standards aren't going to be your values and standards. It's not. It, it's not a uniform thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we go wrong in trying to define a man. Is all right? You have to be. Emotionless. You have to be the mm-hmm. backbone. You have to be the provider right. financially. You have to do all of this. And it's like, all right. Now what happens when you got a woman that's making more, more money than you? Right. Are you not a man? Like, Are you <laughs> not providing because she makes more money than you? There's other ways to provide outside of financial. Mm-hmm. And we don't... When you talk about society and things like that, that's one of the things that society doesn't allow you to really see. Mm-hmm. And... We, like, we see it, like black women are the most educated people in the country like they have the more, more advanced degrees than anybody else they're opening the most businesses like, they're opening the like, most like, so more and more you're going to see black women being the money makers in the household mm-hmm. and you still have a role to play as a man what is that role going to be because you can't provide financially, are you know you are you no longer a man? No, you right. figure out other ways to provide for her. You're still useful. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah.
1: I think it's that, and also learning to differentiate between masculinity, patriarchy, and ego. All mm-hmm. of these things are constantly feeding into what we perceive as manhood, mm-hmm. and it's like the better you can learn to to kind of sort that out and understand what you're, like, what's feeding into you in all, in all of these moments in life, these mm. micro moments, like, it it helps to grow, you know? Right. Like, it really helps to growth Because there's so many times I've been like, oh, man, that was just like, like, that was ego. That was straight, like, you know, even being younger, like, you, or like, like, being younger, you want to holler at this girl, you want to flip, like, don't waste her time, bro. It's right. It's ego. <laughs> like, it's ego. You know you don't want, like, you know why, why did you this dude bump you? Why you feel the need to want to like get in his face? Like, it's ego, bro. Like, mm. it's not you're not being a man, like, you're feeding your ego, right? Like,
0: couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, um, we will be going into the next segment now, unless there's something you would like to share, um, in regards to black men Feel or anything that we discussed.
1: Um... I mean, like I said, I just try to do a better job at letting people know how to contact us. Um, oh, yeah, we're right. going to get there. Oh, oh right, well, I'll say for later. Yeah. yeah. Like, give yeah.
0: last little words, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now it's time for my favorite segment, <laughs> segment and the only segment, which is to love a black woman. Mm-hmm. So that's where both of you guys, you get to say something that you love, either about um, a specific black woman, so mom, cousin, sister, auntie, Beyonce, friend, or you could say something that you love about black women all together as a whole. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. All right. All right. So, um, like I said, it was a lot of women around us growing up, so I just wanted to, to, to shout each one of them out. Yes. Um, my mother, Sharon Walker, she just got a new apartment, so I just wanted to, you know, shout you out for continuing the fight and continuing working. Yes. My younger sister, Stephanie, is about to graduate from Morgan That's State cool. University. <laughs> okay. Um, she's looking to go to grad school for architecture in Boston, so I'm hoping that she does that. Um, my younger sister, an- another younger sister, Samantha, um, she's just now got into a better job. She's fine, she, she just moved into a place with her boyfriend in the Bronx. Um, she's doing a lot better. My older sister Dawn. A lot of sisters. Yes, my older sister Dawn is in California pursuing her dreams gang of being gang. an actor. And um, she's getting into acting classes and doing her thing out there. My youngest, youngest sister, Brianna, is in Queens. She wants to be a barber, Um, so she's actually looking into getting her barber's license, and I told her that once she gets her barber's license, and I see that she's good, I'll let her cut my hair. You (laughs) have to. You (laughs) have to. You know, so shout out to her, and then also just shout out to black women in general, because black women have been the biggest supporters of Black Men Field. When we first started Black Men Field, a black woman was the first one to donate any money without even knowing exactly what we were doing. She just saw that we were trying to do something positive Mm -hmm. and she donated. Um, Black women have been referring their brothers, boyfriends, cousins, and husbands to our Black Menfield sessions, sharing our pages with them. And we legit wouldn't be who we are and where we are without you guys. So I just want to thank everybody for doing that.
0: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, add on to that. Was also a black woman that got us set up with the after-school program yes, in Brooklyn. Yes, definitely. Got us her, yeah, so
0: yeah. Like Wait, after-school program? Yes. Yeah, so, so we,
2: we're we working <laughs> with um a First Achievement. Achievement First. Achievement oh, First yeah. in, in um, East Brooklyn. And we have a group of about 15 young men hmm. from freshman to senior that we meet with once every two weeks. Um, this is why we're in Brooklyn today. Okay. To make it. And um it's so seeing these young, young men in high school being able to open up and actually be accepting of our program and, and willing to learn and, and, and change and understand more about themselves is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, they make it worthwhile. and they I leave each session on such a high because, Word. I know when I was in high school, I didn't really have the tools to to express myself the way that that they do. And to see that they're actually taking advantage of it and staying after school. Mm -hmm. When you know how it is in high school, you can't wait to get out that building and chill with your boys and (laughs) and run the streets. So they actually forced us to extend the session today (laughs) because they just didn't want to leave. They wanted to continue talking. That's what's up. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's, yeah, this is amazing. So again, shout out to the black women because we wouldn't be anywhere without y'all. Yeah,
1: and um, and on my end, uh, first and foremost, I always got shout out my fiance Tonisha. Um, I mean, yo, she's the man. She's the woman, yo. She's <laughs> like lawyer. I think she's my biggest inspiration. Like mm-hmm. she's a lawyer for ACS. Like really out here defending these children and like making sure like helping them get out of abuseful situations, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um and just my rock, yo. Know? Like I never thought I would be, meet somebody that would like be able to stand by me at my lowest point. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So that's always been like a crazy sticking point for me. Um yeah, getting married this year, man. So it's oh, congrats. Like, yeah, getting married is what's it, five months now or something. How long is that? No oh, September. Nice. So yeah, a few more months, man. It's it's, it's coming. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, sh- you know, shout out to my mother, Lene. Uh, she just got out the hospital today. So like, psh- man, she's on. She's doing. She's doing great. That's all warrior. I've been worried. Yeah, man. Warrior here. Um, same thing with my stepmom. She's holding it down. She's um, uh, she's been kind of down and out. Um. Trying working on getting a surgery so that she could get back on her feet and mm-hmm. uh, she's been a soldier through it all man and I think the most interesting most beautiful thing is like all the women in my life no matter what's going on and how low or bad things may be in their lives they always first question is like okay, so what are you how are you doing right. like, I'm like look I'm here to help you like <laughs> you're not here like um so like you know big shout out to all the women in my life and just like echoing Sam's uh thoughts is just shout out to all of y'all that have been so supportive of us like i i don't like black men feel is like psh, man, black woman is like the backbone of that yeah. oh
0: <laughs> that's beautiful thank you for sharing um so where can people find y'all this is the plug time
2: yeah man some black at black men feel on twitter on instagram On Facebook, all Blackmen feel Mm, no space. Um, You you can shoot us an email at blackmenfeelny at gmail dot com if you want to shoot any donations because um, all of our sessions are free, um, donation based. So if you have it, you can you can pay for it. If you don't, you can just come. Mm. So um, we're on PayPal at blackmenfeelny at gmail dot com.
1: Yeah, those are major. Like all the like the big thing and why we say we we love. Everybody that supports us and has been donating, is it helps us keep the platform free. Right. <laughs> like, so you still uh, got to reserve space and all that. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Fun. So, um, so yeah. I mean, well, I told y'all this. That. Is- oh, oh no, I was gonna say follow us. Ask us any questions. Like uh, Sam can attest, you see our DMs, our emails. It's like people have well, books to read, podcasts mm-hmm. to listen to, uh, it, how to find therapists, what literally, like any way we can help, we try our best to help.
0: Where and Well, I told you guys this off-air, off but I want to say it on-air. You got to give people their flowers, you know, while you can smell them. <laughs> um, I do appreciate what y'all doing. Like, I do see what exactly the goal is and everything, and I can't say thank you, and I appreciate you enough. Can't wait till it expands outside of Yonkers. Well, it's already outside of Yonkers, outside of New York City and stuff like that. I, I, Yo, we out here healing yo. together, <laughs> black men and black women, yo. It's beautiful. Oh, well, y'all can find me on all social media platforms at underscore smangy. Um, Please follow Avocado & Honey so you can stay up to date with Avocado & Honey, and we are at Avocado & Honey on all social media platforms. We also have a site up and running now, it's avocadoandhoney.net, so if you just want to go to one place to get all things Avocado & Honey, you can go there. Um, Thank you for always tuning in. If you like this episode or any other episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, spread the word on Avocado & Honey. As always, you are appreciated. And I work so goddamn hard Now I love the girl I've become Now I love the girl I've become No, no, no I finally know the wrong I was done Finally know the wrong I was done And I deserve better